The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 54. Woo, like Studio 54, drugs and disco, yay. At least you had something clever to say for it, because I was like, I have nothing. The only clever thing I could say is that we're we're back from our mid-season break, so we flipped the record over to side B. Uh-huh, and I did a lot of self-reflecting, and I realized that I am the best I'll ever be, so I'm just the same. How was your break? And your own mind and heart. Yes. My break was busy. It never ended. So, I mean, like the, the work never ended. So, hey, look at me doing things, right? Yay. And you didn't break a sweat once. Uh, I hope not. Anyways, your B-side host for the day are Chris and Savannah. Yes. Even though you're the best you'll ever be, be best. Uh, that's how that works. Oh, uh-huh. Great joke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Funny. Oh, so canon for the show. <laughs> oh, be and, this, be that. And even on that note, too, just like when I said I, we flipped to the B side of the record, it's like that's impossible because <laughs> last uh, the first portion of the season was like straight B records everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've not just for today's episode, but I think just I have a bad feeling for the rest of the season. Oh, my God. Well, All let's just hope that episodes. this is a let's hope this is a C instead. I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We really will. That was Anyways. a good and bad setup. Yes, I know. Right. I mean, it's, it's like bowling for a strike, getting a spare. And then you're just like, whatever, I'd. Why did I bring up a bowling analogy? Anyway, yes. thank you very much for joining us for our bowling analogies. If you do like what you hear today, <laughs> make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow all those things to help us build that musical community. Because just because we're in the second half of season three doesn't mean that we've stopped building that musical community. We want you to be a part of it. As mm-hmm. always, in the audio realm, make sure that you're leaving those five-star ratings, excellent reviews, so people just like you can find us and be a part of this oh-so-cool podcast that has the best jokes ever. Yeah, and then just join everyone else that and make sort of like a human pyramid and then lift chris and i on the top like the gods we are and then we lose our balance fall out and then the peasants step on us that's just how it's gonna work oh no is that how a lot of these old countries fell i'm gonna say yes but that's not factual (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) but also too building this musical community don't forget on youtube and this might be one of the last times i actually have to say this surprisingly enough but been saying it for a while. Once we hit 100 subscribers, we will actually start giving away free records. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. we're actually getting close. And I say we're getting close because by the yeah. time we recorded this, and I just checked before we hit record, we're at 98 right now. So, I mean, like, holy shit, we're almost triple digits. I know a lot of YouTubers would be like, oh, 100, who cares? Like, that's huge for us. Okay. We didn't anticipate getting 50. Uh huh. That's 100. That's 200 ears listening to this and if you only have one ear i'm sorry i don't mean to exclude you um that's so many ears listening to this voice at home i don't even have two ears listening to this i would say roughly give or take 200 just to be fair about things but like that is just wild to me that like you guys listen to me talk ew (laughs) why yeah ew you that's why they listen to me so that way it's a more soothing uh you know presence and just welcoming uh connection there Mm. Fair, fair, unfair, but fair. 
But yes, we're we're almost at 100, and when we hit 100, we're going to start giving away free records. We know you want to be a part of that by all means, so go ahead, hit that subscribe button, and then once we get the contest started, it's not going to start right away, by the way, but we will work into it. We'll let you know all about it. We're almost there, so hit that subscribe button, and you could win some free music out of it, asterisk. And you can't say we didn't do anything for you, so... You know what else we did for you, too? We made exclusive content you can get over on Kobe.com slash rate the record. Granted, you have to pay for it, but we still Whoa. did it for you, though. I mean, it's a whole new thing. Uh, we're going to we're planning a whole bunch of new content. We have our first. We actually have the first video up on Kofi now. I've been talking about it forever and ever. And I was like, OK, I finally got to post this. I got to I got to do this and drag my feet. We recorded it back in July. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even remember what I said. Maybe I disagree with all of it. So. Who knows, but you have to join to find out. The first episode is actually just a mini version of Write the Record. We we did a, an EP, The White Swans, Touch, Taste, Destroy. So if you want to hear all about that and other EPs we plan on doing and other content we're going to do, Kofi.com slash Write the Record. Of course, that's found at WriteTheRecord.ca as well. But on Kofi, you can also, uh, when you join the RTR Club, five bucks a month, that gets you a shout out. That gets your name on a card at the end of the episodes and thanking you for being, you know, really awesome part of the RTR Club. And hey, if you have a band and you want us to listen to a song and give you the, our brutally honest truth and B or possibly even C tier your song. Then, you don't. You really don't. Then go ahead and submit a song. And we'll actually do it over on Kofi.com slash WriteTheRecord found at WriteTheRecord.ca. Woo! You have been warned. Yes, pretty much. If you're willing to put yourself through this, I mean, you really kind of knew what you were getting into. So Precisely, yes. I mean, you've been here long enough now that if you're willing to pay for content, you know exactly what you're dealing with. Exactly. Any idiots who are going to be saying it too. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Normally I'm offended, but that is completely the truth. And I mean... Again, if you've been here before, then you you know exactly that that's the truth. So welcome back. We're glad to have you here. We're always glad to have you here. And by all means, hey, maybe one day you'll be part of the RTR club. Completely optional. But the idea is just like the fact that you're here watching the free content and hanging out with us. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love it. But if you're new here, you don't know how much of an idiot that either Savannah and I could be. So that's fine. You'll learn soon enough. Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. We hope you enjoy what you see and what you hear and say and do and experience there twinkle something my fingers twinkle. Yeah. anyways that means you don't know what we do here on the show no problem i got you covered so every single week savannah and i will choose an album be completely at random uh like today's album is i think one of the more random ones i think we've done so far yep. or or it might be an anniversary the album celebrate anniversaries all the time you know 20 30 40 years old milestones we check those ones off too. And of course we take requests. We always take requests and we got more coming up soon. We've already had a bunch. So stay tuned for that. But regardless, we will choose an album. We will discuss it front to back. We rank the songs and then we, and then rate, we rate the record. The record. Even getting that close to the microphone, your audio still cut on the woo. And yeah, it doesn't even matter anymore. You could like literally shove that thing halfway down your throat uh, and scream into it. Although that sounds like more of an OnlyFans thing. So maybe save that for later. Yes, we will be starting an OnlyFans for feet. Yeah, so, I mean, spoiler, we already have. We just haven't told anyone because we don't know how to market it since we're that just that dumb. Yep. <laughs> we, we have a, we, we have a uh, $100 video of us playing patty cake with our feet. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I shoved my entire foot into a jar of mayonnaise. And I crushed pickles made relish with my feet. <laughs> 
Well, we've been rambling an awful lot, but I think it's about time we start actually rambling about what we're doing today for episode 54. We are looking at Duran Duran. And I, <laughs> I didn't think this was ever going to happen. Duran Duran and their 1982. Oh, 1982. My God. 1982, 1982. Yeah. Rio. Um, so admittedly, if it's not obvious by the introduction, this is my choice this week. Um, Chris didn't do it. <laughs> there, there are many times that I'll just listen to a song and go, yeah, sure. And then add it to the list. And then I get a text later on from Chris going, so <laughs> are what we really, yeah, are we really doing this? And uh, I believe this one may have been one of them. So oh. I'm excited that it stayed on the list. Obviously, I won't say anything, but there's an album for season four that I saw you write down that I'm still like, why are we doing that? Like way more than I would have thought for this album. <laughs> Interesting. I'll have to go look because I do know I've added some pretty We've we, I, We've actually discussed it off camera. I think like when we filmed the Chili Peppers. Okay. So okay. I just, uh, to leave everyone suspense until next season. Yeah. Well, I'm in suspense as well. So. Excellent. Well, yeah. I mean, until, until then you got to stay in suspense, but we will tell you a little bit about, or at least Savannah is going to tell you a little bit about Duran Duran. And of course the album Rio. <clears throat> Duran Duran are an English band known most for being a part of the new wave sound in the 1980s. Formed in Birmingham, England, in I almost said Alabama, England in, <laughs> in 1978, their most well-known lineup wouldn't be completed until two years later in 1980. Duran Duran shot to popularity alongside the rise of music videos and MTV. It was also in 1980 where the band signed with record label EMI and in 1981 released their self-titled self-titled debut album it's kind of like an arctic monkeys thing where it's they get together they're signed release an album and it's like that's it that's all they're doing for the rest of their lives now <laughs> it's wild um may 10th 1982 so 40 and a half years ago oh my god that hurts Yikes. saw the release of duran duran's second album rio which was recorded in london and produced by colin thurston it's not a surprise that the singles from Rio include the title track, Hungry Like the Wolf, and Save a Prayer. The album actually received mixed to negative reviews upon release. And I guess the best summary I could give is that it didn't do very well in North America until some of the tracks were remixed and the label started to market the band more as like a dance band. Over the years, retrospective reviews have been a little bit more generous to the album, and it has been touted as, quote, aging well. So there's that, at least. Number six on the Billboard top LPs and tape charts. Now, don't forget, this was the early 80s. Mm -hmm. Number three in Australia, number two in the UK, and number one in Canada. Rio has been certified two times platinum in the U.S. and Canada and platinum in the U.K. But like we mentioned before, they have different rating systems. Hungry Like the Wolf won a Grammy in 1984 for Best Short Form Music Video. And if you've seen it, you'll know why. You're probably wondering where Duran Duran got their name from. And I thought it was something crazy, maybe something foreign. It's a, uh, what, 1960s movie Barbarella there's a doctor named Durand Durand with a D at the end. And that's literally where they got their name from. And that's crazy. It. Yeah. I thought it was something crazy like Depeche Mode where it's like, 
a French magazine. Ooh la la. No, it's just a character in a movie. <laughs> That's that. Fantastic. I yeah. I didn't know that this album got like only okay reviews. Like I didn't mean either. Again, I don't know a lot about Duran Duran, so I thought this would have been like explosive 80s music that people just love and clamored over. And they also have a, like a very dedicated fan base. Yeah. And, and today we're going to piss you off. <laughs> and at the time, um, the rating I saw from the Village Voice was a C minus, but all of the newer ones um, were like four, four and a half stars out of five. Like all music gave it 4.5. So I was gonna anytime ask. it's less than five, I'm always going to point it out. If it's less than four to me, I give them like the benefit of the doubt. But so if it's less than four, it's like might as well be less than half. Yeah. Someone didn't pay enough. 50% of the album is one through four. And then like the other 50 is four through five. <laughs> <laughs> Very tight box. Yeah. Got to get in there. That's what she mm-hmm. said. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. I could do that to myself. <laughs> it's all good. Well, let's see uh, where our rating for the album falls today. Maybe it'll uh, be way better than the professionals. Maybe we'll actually make something of ourselves. Or maybe it'll be another B-tier album because that's what we're so good at. Oh, my God. Well, fingers crossed that it's at least a B plus. And on OnlyFans, we also cross our toes. $5 picture. Anyways, we can get started <laughs> now with this album. With the first song, the title track, we're going to talk about Rio. The, to me, the intro sounds like the branding card for like a movie production company before an action movie. And it's just every time I heard it, I was like, maybe maybe it's something else. No, it's that the entire time. I was like, that's kind of cool. Well, to me, I actually have written down that like I thought it was a very ominous opening that feels like the beginning of like a suspense or th- horror film. Yeah. And I mean, like, then you have this like wacky synth and this like baseline come in. So I guess it's not so scary anymore. It's like, what movie did I just, is this like Gremlins or something? Like what's happening here? To me, this is the, the first out of two songs that just automatic movie scene jumps into my head. I actually, there's one song coming up that I literally have like imagery of a movie scene and I'll, I'll explain it when we get there. Cause I do well, have it written down. It's like a detailed I, thing. I hope it's the same one that I have. Maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, like this is kind of a blanket statement. I didn't realize this when I first wrote this part of the note, but like the baseline is really fun. Oh my God. He's so good. Yeah. The bass all over this album is actually like really well done. And yeah. like, just in this song too, just in particular, I guess like I just do like the flow overall of the verse, but like, yeah, the bass is something that just kind of drives most of the songs, including this one. There's a lot going on too, uh, especially with like the hi-hats and the synth or like within pace of each other for the, like the 16th note. So yeah. it's really fun. Just drives the track along a lot. I really like it. Um, I definitely agree with the bass overarching statement for the entire album. These bass lines are very jumpy and I like how dynamic it is. It isn't just, you know, quarter notes, 16th notes. It's, it's a, you're, it's grabbing your hand and taking you for a walk. And I like that a lot. Even in the bridge, it's just, it's, ah, I just want to shake my table. It is so good. I love it. Yeah, there's a lot of entertaining moments in the song and just a great starter to the album altogether. I mean, like, and you even have the, the the very first line of the chorus that in, almost instantly gets caught in my head. I'm just like, damn, there's their pop writing style. Yeah, it's very memorable and it's easy to sing along to, even if you don't know the rest of the song. As long as you can sing along to the chorus with everyone else who only knows the chorus, you're set. Well, it's like Hungry Like the Wolf. Hungry Like the Wolf. I actually know the lyrics to that one, but yes. 
<laughs> well, I don't listen to it too often, so I only know da 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 hungry like a wolf. <laughs> well, at least you've heard it before. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it, and I'm pretty. I, I could be wrong, but it was probably in uh, that Grand Theft Auto Vice City. But I could yeah. could be wrong. Um, one thing I noticed uh, again, another kind of blanket statement that I didn't realize in the first track is how much of the guitar takes a back seat in the production. Yeah. Like now, granted, I listened to this on Spotify and it was a remastered version. So if the original sounds any different, I wouldn't know. I haven't heard it, so I'm only listening to what mm-hmm. Spotify gave me. But yeah, like, I don't know, it was so much quieter in the mix, not so much that you couldn't hear it, but just you're so used to the guitar taking like front and center or at least like a larger chunk of the scale. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, yeah, it was like mainly buried behind synthesizers, which was it was it worked in some songs, not all of them. This one wasn't all bad, though. I liked it. Uh, It it was a a very welcome texture to be kind of like just spread in the background and I don't know, added a little extra oomph to the song overall. I mentioned that later on in the album, because that's definitely, like you said, a theme through the whole thing. I feel like they got the bass and the guitar mixed up because the bass is so much more forward, which, hey, no complaints on this end. But uh, it is it is kind of nice to hear the guitar back a little bit just because it is something different. And I do like how a lot of it is just sort of loose grooving with chords it's nothing crazy it's just sort of that loose sort of i don't know jangly pop strumming but uh i'm a fan and i like it well yeah we know that you like bass because of our past (laughs) episodes and also i made a meme dedicated to it too (laughs) i love it you know if, if i if i had the uh creative uh, what 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 about or whatever my my phone i would have actually put your head over top of wolverine's head but i i I don't have the tools on my phone to do that kind of editing so i didn't even bother with it oh thank god thank you but there is one where i'm going to need a picture of your face for it to work i have a i have a meme idea but i need a picture of your face okay as long as it's a stupid expression i'm gonna get like i'm just gonna find like a screen cap of one of our episodes of you making yeah like a really weird face and that's just gonna be it and you say weird face and then i look at the photo and it's just me making my normal face i'm like hey yeah i found this like the ugliest shot i could you were making the weirdest (laughs) face (laughs) exact right there that's it that's a screenshot Oh, geez. Um, so yeah, you almost forget it's the 80s until you hear something like the weird, crazy set. You said nothing crazy. I mean, there's a sax solo in here. There is. <laughs> Stop. There is. I, I don't hate saxophone in music, but just, uh, it, to me, saxophones haven't aged well in music. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm probably going to get catch flack for that because I know people love sax, but I mean, if you're, if you're not, um, Baker Street by Michael Rafferty, I think it is. If that's is that what that name? I'm, I have no idea. I only know Jerry the song Rafferty. Title. Jerry Rafferty, Baker yeah. Street. If you're not that saxophone solo, then I don't care. What about Careless Whisper? No, Baker Street only. Okay. What about uh, Kenny G? He plays saxophone. No, right? Baker Street only. Nothing. Bill Clinton ever did. No, Baker Street only. <laughs> that's just like it, my dead pan like reaction. I mean, devil's advocate here, saxophone definitely does sort of put you in this definite timeline because it's like, what? I don't know when it really started in the 80s, if not maybe late 70s, but I'd say in my head, anything that came out until maybe 1992 
like that would be saxophone territory. Anything after, I guess anything really after grunge, it was like, yeah, fuck this, throw it in the trash. Saxophone in a grunge band would have been a really weird combination. <laughs> oh, that's that's like getting into sort of ska crossover territory here. Uh, grunge ska? Oh, God, that's awful. That's god-awful. Why would you even put that image in my head? That is awesomely gross. Oh, my God. I don't need it. That's like, like the one time I made scrambled eggs with eggnog. It's like separately they're okay. Together they're disgusting. Why would you even have that thought in your head? Because it was creamy. I thought it would be like milk, but with seasoning. And then when I ate it, it was listen, we all we I've all get had. some we all get some terrible intrusive thoughts, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to actually act on them. Oh, it was so gross. Don't ever do that. Word to the wise, please. Yeah, don't worry. I'll cook my eggs my own way. Song number two, <laughs> my own way, because we were done talking. Oh, we've been talking Lord. about Rio for like nearly ten minutes. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Yep. Uh, okay, my own way. Song number two. Uh, again, bass being kind of a leader in the song, digging the pop slap bass in this one. Hey, we're getting pretty funky on this. Yeah, I love it. Um, I guess this is the one where I, I talk about the guitar. I do like the loose feeling. It's nonchalant. That's the the word I'm trying to to find but this song really gives me girls on film vibes so i don't know if it was just sort of of the time or if it was written around the same time but that's kind of some of the uh the chord progressions kind of gave me that feeling which was fine but all in all this one kind of took me a little bit longer to really grasp onto yeah, I I can get onto that because there are things with the song I liked, and then others I wasn't super huge on. I guess hmm. um, there's like these these panning synth tom drums that happen a lot, and, and actually I I like that. I I do like it though. Like the '80s of of it really dirties my blood a lot. If that's the best <laughs> way I can describe it. So is that a bad thing or? Uh, I want to say yes, but that's not necessarily true. Yeah. That's a very uh, neutral comment. Let's just say that because I like it. It's a good touch. But then, yeah, it's just like, oh, this is two eighties. <laughs> like this, this. I mean, this is like right in the early eighties. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate the layering in this track, though. I mean, like this feels like it could have probably been really minimal and empty feeling. But again, with like just good panning and texturing all around, they did mm -hmm. a really good job of the layering. So there was actually a lot to kind of take in. Especially on headphones, so there was a lot more to enjoy there. But again, Hence, maybe that's the remastered version. I cannot speak on the original. Yeah. Um, I do find that it kind of dragged, drug, I don't know, dragged a little at it some point. to me. Uh, yes. Um, but the repetition of the chorus really kind of makes it seem longer than it is, and it's already almost five minutes um, and the vocalizations at the end don't add anything to it. And it's not even a callback to earlier in the song. So sort of hearing that, I was like, eh, this is, we could have probably just ended the song by now. Um, I, I pretty much agree with all of that. Uh, I can kind of mirror that for usually mirror me and I have to mirror you. And I did yeah. say this song drugged me and I can actually say that because I, I will write exactly what I wrote here. I felt like I zoned out somewhere around the middle. So I had yeah. to rewind the song. But realistically, I, I didn't miss anything. The composition didn't really have a whole lot of life to it after the first couple of minutes. Yeah. And I found that the chorus was weak in comparison to the verses. 
But when you're repeating the chorus at the end, I can imagine you're just kind of like, okay, we're done now. Please stop. That happens a few times on this album where the chorus is just not up to par with the verses. Like the verses yeah. sometimes lead the song. And the chorus is like, you really kind of pulled back a little, didn't you? I don't know why yeah. the chorus is like, there are songs I like that have like quieter, far quieter courses, but I mean, this wasn't the right way to do it. Yeah, there was one that I really kind of took issue with. Uh, the more I listen to it, the more I kind of know what to expect. But upon the first couple of listens, you're just like, you're not really giving me the payoff that I want. And it does kind of suck that there's sort of that glimpse into that so early on in the album. Yeah. And this is another kind of longer track. I don't want to say like long. It's only four yeah. minutes and 51 seconds. But this is another track on the album. This actually happens a couple of times where... This probably would have worked as like a 330 type track, like your typical radio track. I think it would have been yeah. fine, though I do like the, the guitar work in the last leg. Other than that, just, yeah, maybe a touch too long and just a touch too repetitive. Yeah, I agree. Good, we're on the same page so far. It's too bad we're probably still going to get zero to t nine matches. Oh we're so bad at that. Ugh. Awful. I, so not only do we keep getting zeros, but we just keep doing B-tier album ratings. Like, we're just, we're, we're becoming predictable now. It's like we're not professionals. Oh, could you imagine if we actually were, though? I... I'm just going to go ahead and tell people I am professional, get them to listen to the podcast and be like, this sucks. It's like, duh. <laughs> uh, just just a side note, uh, go along with what you just said. There's a podcast that I listen to and it's called The Complete Guide to Everything. All it is is two best friends picking a topic. They don't even talk about it at the beginning of the uh episode it's like 10 minutes of them talking about what happened to them over the weekend then they roughly talk about the topic and apparently earlier on when they started they kept getting comments and letters and stuff about like somebody wanted to listen to a podcast about something particular educational and they found that and was like this is shit like it's just you guys bantering and i can imagine that somebody listening to this and they want like an actual insightful review they listen to this going this is shit <laughs> and for those who think that but still keep coming back i thank you yeah i'm not, I'm not gonna point out names or episodes but we've, we've kind of already had that happen already so oh, God, I, they, it, you know in the end though like if you don't like what you're hearing then you can just as easily turn off the podcast you don't, trust me I, I will notice where you turn it off because in our audience retention i can see exactly where shit tanks <laughs> No, trust me, it's fine. I get it. You don't oh, have to Lord. like this. Yep. Alrighty, song number three, Lonely in Your Nightmare. I really like the jangly guitar at the beginning. It is very, like, of its time, but very, like, smitsy and, I don't know, I, I was super down for it because I really like that sort of upbeat-sounding higher strings Smith's early an upbeat shit. pick one <laughs> i can't it's a very depressing <laughs> well depressing but like in a i'm i'm living with it thumbs up kind of way you know keeping your the smile on your mouth just pulling your cheeks back <laughs> exactly exactly That's like elliot smith like i've mentioned a billion times on this podcast yeah exactly it's very upbeat but then the lyrics are like oh what but jangly guitar i love it regardless yeah uh i, I do too and actually it, it's funny that you you kind of like compared it even to a band there like the smiths because the first thing i wrote that is like i really dig like the kind of like post-punk 80s romantic goth feel to this track yeah okay I, yes i do really enjoy that and the bands i, I two bands i compared it to i i 
literally said, really, the best combination I have for, for this song is if Kick Era in Excess wrote a song with Disintegration Era The Cure. Oh, my God. It's so funny you said in excess because that's what I thought. But when I was listening to it a second time, I was like, it's kind of has a Smith sort of sound to it. That is very funny you said that. I really should have written that down. Well, originally I thought Incest too, and then I started thinking about like, like I I listened to a bit of The Cure and Disintegration. I've, I've listened to the album front to back, and I, I really like yeah. that one. And I was just like, some of the writing on this track could f- fit on that album, but if In Excess wrote it for them, you know, like that's that's funny. Okay, we are definitely on the same track with this album. It's not so going to show on our scores. Not going to show. Oh, our it is. <laughs> trying i'm trying well verbally yes it's it's fantastic yeah. but no our numbers are just going to be like yeah way off yeah, yeah uh, i bet you got a fart, fart noise for audio listeners was me demonstrating how far off we will be oh. he he farted he has the album and he farted on it i yeah, bet you rated I brought it my a cheeks 50. right up to the microphone <laughs> i bet you rated this a 63 a 63 i'm looking at the number i rated it right now oh and i should mention did this off camera savannah can confirm what can we do with the red hot chili peppers i wrote down when i thought her score was going to be on a piece of paper it's just behind my webcam right now to the video viewers uh she hasn't seen it i and i haven't done anything with it i'm staring at the score right now so we will see how close i got because i got really close with the chili peppers you did i don't have a lot of hope on this one no um this one even sort of surprised me but uh good luck nonetheless there's no prize for winning but uh the sweet smell of success i guess yeah uh, i like that song too <laughs> <laughs> that's a tomahawk callback oh yeah <laughs> that was one of my favorites nice. um this uh song has some great fretless bass work on it really like it sounds really smooth fretless bass is always super smooth and sexy sounding gotta love it uh hey. though it occasionally like sits heavy on the mix so like it's a little weird to take in sometimes but other than that like i, I don't really have a lot to complain about like the song has like a really great smooth flow to it the progression just feels like so natural that you don't even realize how long the song's been until it starts fading out and mm-hmm. it's not a long song though it's only three minutes and 52 seconds so it's not that bad I liked the guitar wailing at the end. I thought that was a nice addition. I really like when the back end of the song is different from the beginning because when it's sort of constant or sort of has the same tone to it, it does feel a lot longer because you're like, how am I listening to the same minute over and over and over again? So that was nice. And I am more likely to listen to this album as part of the, or no, listen to this track as part of the entire album rather than standalone. I don't really know what that says. It's not good or bad, but uh, I probably wouldn't pick this one and put it on my personal playlist. No, yeah, fair enough. And I'd throw a question mark down on that one if you're trying to figure out where we match. I don't I already made my marking anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just... I'm trying to think like maybe we should instead of saying how what we're gonna match, how many one-offs will we have? Because that seems to be oh the better God. number to guess. We have more one-offs than we do actual matches. Four. There you, I would actually believe that. Yeah. That's nearly half the album. All right. Speaking of four, song number four, then we're gonna go on to the probably what I would assume is their biggest hit ever oh, is I Hungry Like that. the Wolf. Yep. Okay, so I I barely have any notes for this one, so I'm just going to spew them all out now. Um, now, again, overarching bass. Bass, bass, love, heart, however the kids do their little heart finger 
things. And just like, oh, yeah, so, for so millennials. The old-fashioned the old way is like that, okay. And then, yeah, yeah. And it's also better for my arthritic hands. Yes, yeah, hurts my finger. Anyways, point is, uh, base, beautiful, love it. Um, I did, okay, I never once noticed that sort of popcorn-like synths that make the base of this song. I never fucking noticed that before. That has to be a remastered thing because that, I really like that. Um, one note just says hooks galore and there's no way anyone hasn't heard the song. And to be honest, aside from saying that this is a really well-written song, I don't know what else to say. I really just want to listen to it, which I guess says a lot unto itself. Yeah. I mean, it does. If, if you can get, get through it, get through that fast and that's how you end your review. Cause usually when you storm through a review, it's usually a pretty bad one. Yeah. You just, just want to get it out of the way. Well, I'm like sitting there and I'm listening to it and then it ends and I go, oh, fuck, I was supposed to write something. So I think for those three or four notes, I had to listen to the song like six times. And I've heard it hundreds of times, but really paying attention to it. I'm like, I got lost in it and in a good way. You mentioned those like synth popcorn-y sounds and everything like that. And again, can I read my notes, please? And you can stop reading mine because maybe it's because I never paid attention, <laughs> but I don't recall the sequence synth being louder than the guitars. Feels like right? the guitar should pop out a little more in this track. Yeah, I never noticed before. I liked it, but it was kind of like a I can't believe I just I discovered this for the first time now. It it bothered me a little bit only because like again like it was a little loud in the mix and maybe that again maybe that is a remastered yeah. thing, uh not enough to tank the score or anything but just like I I kind of wish it was mixed in a different way where it's like you know one thing set out over the other that's not that synth because usually yeah. sequencing like that works better in the background to just kind of like carry the track while everything else is happening but this is like this is supposed to be your staple okay I guess. Mm -hmm. And they do do that a lot in this album. I think this one was just a little bit more um, prevalent. Yeah, uh, although I think it might happen again. I can't remember. It'll come mm -hmm. up in my notes. I can't remember the album off the top of my head because, again, I only listened to this like two or three times. So Yeah. Um, and obviously the course is super catchy, super memorable. Like there's no denying that. But like nothing is as catchy and as easy as those doo-doos in the verse though oh my god much. yes i think that part's honestly catchier than the chorus <laughs> do, 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 do. like that's the part of the song i think of when i'm actually like humming it because yeah. it's just the easiest part to remember and also the lyrics are literally do do repeated a bunch of times for the most part yeah yeah and i mean if I I don't know. I think I said it on camera where I was just like, sometimes you don't know the lyrics and you'll just like hum it until you finally get to the words you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and the then you just scream those ones with so much confidence. And I, I like it in this song, too, because if I do it in the verse, like it still sounds nonsensical no matter what. So I start off with like, it's just, it sounds like I still don't know the words. <laughs> So just, oh my god it just reminds me of a joke that i uh, anyways oh my god that's funny all right then um <laughs> so i noticed in the middle of the song too there's like this heavy breathing yeah like i guess it's the imagery of like someone being chased by the wolf or something like that it makes the song creepy but not in a spooky way more of like a stalker predator kind of way and it I don't know. It, it it reminds me of all the pop songs I've heard that have like the creepiest stalkery kind of like I possess you now type lyrics. I do not like breathing ASMR. So stuff like that definitely bothers me. So it's like I have to put it in some sort of 
contextual imagery for it to make sense. And that's exactly what I got. Cause like you see the video, you kind of piece the song into the video. So that's kind of what I, I got from that. But uh, I think the, the repetition of hungry, like the wolf hungry. I'm like, I never heard that before either. I don't yeah, think I don't maybe ever they, remember they popped it on the remaster. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Now I'm really curious to hear the uh, the original, just this track. Hey, Duran Duran heads, or whatever the fan base is called. I really don't know. Yeah. Duran heads, Duran Durannies. <laughs> uh, uh, Duranian fruit. That's a durian fruit joke. Anyways, yeah. that's a terrible joke. Um, stinks. Let us know down in the comments, like just how different is the remaster uh, from the original, and are we way off our rocker here, or are mm-hmm. we actually onto something? I don't know. So yeah. The only other thing I had to say is like, obviously it's a very straightforward song structure, but it works really well for this particular track. Obviously mm-hmm. it's worked well for years. It doesn't need to be any longer. Fantastic. And anything important was emphasized appropriately. So yeah, there's not really a lot wrong with this song. Maybe it's my bias of hearing it a lot that like, I'm mm-hmm. not super hot on it, but at the same time, yeah. I can I obviously see why this is a successful song. Yep. I, I agree. And I am a little hot on it, but I have been since like I heard it like decades ago. So it's a it's a single and it's one of their well-known best. It's got to be one of the it, it has to be the like, reason. Yeah, it has to be one of the, like their it has to be their number one single, I would think. Like maybe Rio's is close second. Because like yeah. and maybe Girls on Film, but I mean like I think I think Hungry Like the Wolf is like it. Like that's yeah. number one. It uh it transcends being released in 1982 because I would have assumed that it was released in maybe not 87. Yeah. So, the, f- the fact that it can still live in pop culture, even through, even right? through parody, the fact is it's still important enough to do that. It's yep. kind of, it's kind of like doing like material girl or something with Madonna, like, or like, like a virgin, like those are just songs that even if you don't know Madonna's catalog, you know, those songs you know those and they're songs. still, and I mean, ask weird Al, he'll, he'll tell you exactly how popular <laughs> those songs are. Right. Exactly. Although I feel like Weird Al probably did a song by Duran Duran. I feel like he did. I don't know his discography too well, but I'm, you, you figure he would have. Yeah. Duran Duran, come on. Uh, I I know his 1993-92 album, Front to Back, but any other one, not, not really. Is that really. Bad Hair Day? No, it's um, Off the Deep End, where the cover is him like the Nirvana baby. Oh, okay, because uh, I know Bad Hair Day, which had Amish Paradise on it, so I'm very familiar. But when my cousin used to babysit me and my sister when we were, like, really young, we used to listen to that album a lot, so I'm very familiar with that. And yeah. also salt and Pepper because of uh, because of that same incident. So, hey, cool stuff. Great yeah, mix yeah. of music. <laughs> All right, so song number five, we're moving on now to Hold Back the Rain. This is the one where... I imagine this song being over the opening shots of a California high school in a 1980s coming of age high school movie. Unfortunately, I, this was not the song then. That we, <laughs> see, I, 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 I with the cinema stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's um, definitely how it feels to me. But this song does make really good use of like the sound space that it has, though. Like again, it's just doing that thing where you have like good panning and just like great layering and everything, and like that gives more like sound, more life to the sound. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like they, they seem to be really good at doing that because realistically, again, this could be a very monotone, shitty production, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, 
So this is, I, I really don't want to just start my uh, my review of the song negatively, but uh, I am. I hated the chorus. Um, it is alternating lines of sort of a call and answer type thing. So the first line of the chorus, it sounds like it's going to be a pre-chorus. And it sounds like it's ramping up to a bigger chorus. Well, it ramps up. And then it just says, hold back the rain. Then it amps up again, says, hold back the rain. And it's just, it it is like blue balling me this entire fucking time. And it drove me nuts. Now it, again, like I said, it did start to grow on me now that I know what to expect. So it's not like I'm so antsy to get to that huge chorus, but it really let me down the first couple of times that I heard it. Fair enough, but uh, speaking of the choruses, though, like I actually like the harmonies in the chorus. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree that it doesn't really, it doesn't feel like it resolves at all, which it can be problematic. But I guess I just didn't think about it too much while I was listening to it. I was just, I didn't, my brain wasn't anticipating much in the way of anything being like grand, mm-hmm. or that word I really like, grandiose. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know, I, I, the harmonies that were in the chorus were enough to distract me, saying, "Oh, that sounds pretty," so I like it. Mm-hmm. It, it's a really nice touch and gives like a balance to like the fun and smooth portions of the track and everything like that, or it gives a nice balance to it being fun and smooth at the same time. So there you go. Cause usually I associate with like fun with bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, songs can be fun for like a multitude of reasons though. Yeah. I, I find that even sometimes having this sort of interesting vocal melody sort of run can make a song fun, even if the rest of the music is sort of more, sullen in a way mm-hmm. yeah um and i'm not certain what more could possibly be done with this song like this song is only three minutes and 51 seconds so again it's not one of those super long songs yeah but it feels like the outro was like a little underdone if that's even a word to use mm-hmm. um like i mean there's a, like a lot of repetition on the refrain and everything like that in those like loud synth toms that just a lot of hits that didn't really do much to spice up the ending so to the to the idea that it never really felt like there was a climax in the song it just it ended kind of weak but the thing is like i liked it overall though i do like the song just not expecting much from it but at the same time it feels like it's missing a lot i didn't really notice the end of this one in particular i did notice that the fading out seemed to be pretty quick with a lot of these songs but then i'm thinking about it they're doing this on tape it's all analog like i'm sure that's just the way it was getting done i not going to shit on it too much. I didn't really ruin the song at all. Um, but I don't actually really have anything else for this one. Um, again, bass, synths. I liked it. It's if I'm ever at a lack of anything to say, I'm just going to go bass. Good. Thumbs up. It's like, it's like ET learning how to say be good, but you say <laughs> bass. Good. <laughs> And then Drew yes. Barrymore is like cheering you on from behind the TV. She's like, wow, he's, he, she's talking. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then pulls out a bass guitar and then it turns into an E.T. Bill and Ted crossover. Uh-oh. I hate it. <laughs> I, that is my favorite movie. So I'll what, take Bill it. Bill and Ted? Oh, fuck yeah. The first one only. I was hoping that you were going to say E.T. because E.T. is better. I may have seen E.T. once as a kid, but that's I've it. seen it a billion times, and the beginning used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. It was such creepy imagery, music. You can hear them scuttling the background. Like, the shots are blurry, so you can't really make them out. So it's like, ugh. It's terrifying. And meanwhile, I have an E.T. plushie sitting on my big shelf in front of me here. <laughs> Hi, buddy. How are you doing? I got out of a convention. But anyways, I digress. You um, do. <laughs> it's time to go on to a brand new song, song number six, New Religion. 
And I mean, there's there's a lot from the 80s that aged well and didn't age well. Yeah. And like this song kind of has a representation of that where like the synths in the beginning kind of building up into the song are definitely some of the things that didn't age well. I think it sounds terrible. Really? I try to remember like what time this came out around, but like still yeah. there were better sounding synths in this album, in this song. Yeah. And yet though that intro just like bothered me. Okay, now um, I'm going to go ahead and say it didn't bother me solely because I do not have a note on them as, at all. So maybe it either just got past me or I'm just used to listening to this bullshit all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, I do think now, I mean, hot take here, just the vocals sound there like sound like they're like a decade ahead of their time. Just the tone in which he's singing is different from the songs that came before, even on this album. And honestly, I haven't listened to their first album, so I don't really know what sort of experimentation they were doing there. But the way that he's singing and just the vocal melody, it's there's just something about it that screams late 80s, early 90s. So it was kind of cool to hear that here and maybe in the interim from here to there, they may have sort of developed that more. I'm not sure. Um, on the negative side, I found the chorus super weak. Like enough to write Same. the the chorus is weak. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. S-A-W-F-T soft. Yeah. Oh my God. It just, it didn't get me at all it was just just i don't know i don't know i don't really know how to describe it other than weak and like numb in a way i don't know it it didn't do it no i i got you because i obviously felt the same way but as i just kind of agreed with you a moment ago yeah at least for the verses i do like how like it's like bouncy but chill it's hard to describe it like gives you that balance of both again like i mentioned earlier and here, here you go. If this song has a music video, which clearly it doesn't, but this song had a music video, I can see them jamming outside of a church at night while some detective or something is roaming around inside solving crimes being committed by the priest. Now, I want to note that I didn't say what crimes, and I'm not going to go there because that's too obvious, so I'm just going to assume that the priest is pocketing money. Uh, the audio listeners can't hear it because her microphone's cutting, but Savannah's finding this very funny. <laughs> I think it's hilarious because I'm just imagining this detective and, you know, brown trench coat and brown hat and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, trilby and everything like that. Yeah. yeah, and he's, like, running around the church, but then they're playing as if the detective can't clearly hear them or see them there. Well, that's just that's just his delusion, though. They're not actually there. He's just, like, he's he's hallucinating oh, that. Okay. The priest doesn't know they're outside. But yeah, these okay. days are like, and there's like some torches around the church. Maybe it looks like kind of almost cultish, but not quite. But like, it's just going, it goes to show you that something's afoot, you know? And then, like, yeah, these weird crooked shots from inside the shirt that are, uh, church that are like dimly lit. And then, like, you see the detective pe peer behind a corner, and like a priest is like, hey, 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 like putting money into his like giant robe. Is, hey, hey. And then, at, what? <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. And then at the end of the video, like, the, the priest is like in cuffs being brought out uh, to the police car, but in the news there, police there, and people are all around, like, like oh not the priest uh, this, is like, this. <laughs> this is like an idea that definitely would have been prime like 80s early 90s yeah and that's and you why i thought of it yeah you definitely have placed it in the right spot or that um that madonna video that takes place in a church like a prayer uh, yes that because it was yes, a black Jesus one. and everyone got yes, in the burning cross and everyone it. got super pissed about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that whole the whole palm bleeding thing. What is that? Stigmata. Stigmata. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so offensive. Oh, my God. It's a good, good thing I'm not offended because I'm not religious. So I was just like, oh, yeah. look, she went for an artsy thing. Yeah, she's dancing. Good for her. Uh, has anyone seen Madonna recently? Yeah, did you see her she birth looks a trait like of her a, vagina? She, no, but she looks like a skin-walking lizard person now. That feels like oh, it's fuck. racist to say. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea. She has had no, it's not so racist. much. It just sounds like it. Oh my gosh. She has so much work done on her face that it's like, she is unrecognizable. Go back to your country, a skinwalking lizard looking <laughs> bitch. <laughs> it's like, it just sounds like it could be racist. Well, I mean, I mean, also, if you it's just true, call her a skinwalker. I, I think she's just a Wendigo. I think she's just a skinwalker. That's all she is. She's, she comes from Native American folklore. Oh my god, but she looks like she'd be like one of those lizard people that like all have the ones that QAnon keeps telling us about. I guess so. YouTube, I didn't mean that. I'm not talking about them. Haha, funny joke, okay? Just please, because I know that's one of those like trigger terms now. Oh my god, hashtag please don't ban us. Hashtag get your vaccines. I don't know. (laughs) Just whatever helps the YouTube algorithm at this point. We've already lost this game. I still have notes about the song, by the way. (laughs) Not quite (laughs) done yet. Uh, I'm going to tie in with the chorus now because that's where you said it kind of dropped off. Yes, the chorus is fairly underwhelming against the verse. And I mentioned that earlier too, how that happens quite a few times in this album. Yeah. Like it feels like it's holding back like way too much. And it would work as a great pre-chorus. Like the chorus would make a good pre-chorus. Uh, it's just it's just like a weird slowdown and almost a pause in like the momentum. So just I don't know. It just feels like it's a little backwards to me. And I just it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I I agree with most of that. I'm just going to tack on the point of I'm not sure this needed to be five minutes long. Five and a half minutes long, even five, worse. <laughs> it, yeah, it didn't even have to be five minutes. Fucking yeah, that that was that. Oh, I, and- I have nothing else for this one. I'm surprised you don't have anything else for this one because I thought you would have had something to say about the vocal overlapping. Uh, no, obviously. It was a very I, prominent part of like the second and or third verse and maybe even towards yeah. the outro as well. Uh, maybe maybe it didn't bother me. Uh, like I thought it was incredibly unnecessary because like if it was done differently, it would have been fine. Like maybe you can like like have one in the left, one in the right. It would still be a little disorienting, but at least it kind of gives you like it's it's trying to portray something. Whereas yeah. this one, like you just you have them spread over each other in like the center channel. It's way too messy. And any and intent, they're singing different things, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not yeah, even I harmony remember. at all. But like, yeah. so any intent there was completely lost, and I just think it's a mess. I don't know why they thought this was okay. It yeah. sounds like shit. Uh, I did I did recognize it, but I don't think I had any thoughts on it. So I was like, eh, eh whatever. You complain about the weirdest vocal things, but then that being obvious, you're just like, eh, it's, just, it's a thing. Look at you doing things. Look at me getting better and ignoring things that normally would make me flip my wig. Hey, can someone out, in the, out there in the audience, can you make a compilation of all the times that we've contradicted ourselves in the podcast? No, because it's <laughs> greatly, go- mine are going to greatly outweigh yours. That's I am, a, I am a known and self-professed hypocrite. 
Okay, well now now that you've called yourself out, now we can I just know. have video evidence. Yeah, it's I'm already well aware. on the internet, by the way. That's fine. Just you know what? You gotta give me some sort of documentary style camera work at home and you can see how many times a day I'm hypocritical. Don't leave that there as she leaves her thing there. And like at the end of this documentary, I just imagine like that's when they finally have the sit down interview with you. You like you're walking into the living room, sitting on the chair, and you just look tired and defeated, and then that's when they start asking, <laughs> like, why? Are you a hypocrite? And then you just sit there and like well, signs for two not? minutes and then you just do this whole like life story and everything <laughs> like that. You try to oh. like be portrayed as the victim, but then they're just like, this isn't working for you, is it? <laughs> and then and then the end card says that I denied intervention and that uh, I relapsed on my hypocritical nature. Yeah, she's like in the interview, you're just like, I, th I think that... Uh, that rehab and everything and just like having an intervention is the best thing for me. Then a month later, she's like, this is the dumbest thing, dumbest choice that anyone could have ever, why would anyone ever want me to do this? My <laughs> choice to go to, and I'm like, who made me do this? Exactly, exactly. Oh God, yeah, that's that's me. I am one of your hosts, Sarah. Uh, half of the show, and I said we're the B side, <laughs> the the B side of our whatever host something. Yeah, I always, and I also called us idiots at the beginning. You're welcome. Yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. You've called None. me worse, so I mean that's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I and I will continue to call you worse because we're nowhere near done this podcast. Not this episode, but just the podcast in general. Like there is, we got years <laughs> to just completely break you down physically and mentally. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, uh, I'm excited. Awesome. Anyway, yeah, song number seven. Now we will move on. <laughs> last chance on the stairway, or as I like to say, last chance for Savannah to impress me on this podcast. Oh my God. Okay. So I wrote down xylophone, but after I looked on Wikipedia, it said marimba. Marimba. Uh, I did the same thing. I wrote xylophone and found yeah. marimba. Down for it. I'm so down for it. Oh yes. But I didn't feel like the verse uh, flowed into the chorus nicely or as nicely as it could have, I guess. I don't know. Not professional. Um, but that being said, the verse on its own, cool chorus on its own, cool, uh, leading into each other. I found that just audibly to me didn't really work. It's, it, I guess, I guess I can agree. Uh, you know, I don't agree. I had to think about it for a minute. There's like, where are my thoughts on this? Um, once again, the bass is probably the most exciting part of this song, as it mm -hmm. usually has been so far. The synths are a little too high in the mix. I don't know. It, it it doesn't really work for being atmospheric, especially tonally. So, I mean, like, it was distracting in a way and just not really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I do like the hand drums in the middle of the track, though. So it was just a, a nice little thing to add a new texture with. That and the whole marimba, as I mentioned here, yeah. <laughs> as we talked about earlier. So that they're trying new things. So at the very least, I can kind of give them points for that. But unfortunately, it's not doing too much to make the song exciting to me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I did write, uh, and I quote, if I heard this on the radio, I would think, oh, this song sounds okay. Uh, I did like how the guitar, uh, or I did like the guitar, and how it seems to be a little bit more out in the open, a little bit more exposed. It is jangly, just how I like it. And I like the bass lines, but really I'm just reiterating that to fill time. <laughs> jangly <laughs> like keychains. You just like yeah, you just tell people it. you have like having keys jangled in front of you. I I am an attention seeking baby. But you, but the attention's away from you and on the keys though. So no no but like I I I need that. Well I am a stimu stimuli seeking baby 
That's more accurate. There you go. There we go. Yep. Um, it, it's it's unfortunate to me because these songs have like such a bouncy quality to them at the very least. So you can like easily enjoy songs like this if it's on in the background. But like at least to me in headphones, like it it just doesn't do much that for me that the previous songs haven't already done. Mm-hmm. So this song wasn't so great in my opinion. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad song, but just I wouldn't care to go back and listen to it. I agree. Um, going back to my my radio comment, if I heard it, I wouldn't turn it off. But it's not one of those ones like a couple on this album that I would specifically go to that album's page, pick that song, and then move on to a a different thing. You know what I mean? Like it just it wouldn't fare well with me as a standalone listen. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll move on to the penultimate track, song number eight. Yeah, it's the 80s, and so there's only like nine to ten songs on each side of an album. Song number eight, Save a Prayer. Speaking of like a prayer about Madonna, Save a Prayer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ruin everything and say I like this song. Um, I think the music for the song is done so well, and it's quite obvious why the singles on this album are singles. The three there are, they're just like... To be fairly honest, they are some of the best and well done ones on this album. Um, I I feel like you said this earlier in the album, but I wanted to save it to the end. The synths and bass are really what carry this album musically. Um, they really just push it forward. It kind of they're ahead of the pack yelling at everyone to catch up. Uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. So if I had a coin, I'd like literally just flip it over to the other side because I got to tell you about the other side of the coin, right? Ah. Like really, realistically, I do like the like the tame nature of the song and everything like that. Everything moves really smoothly, but like the synth with the little bends in it annoys me to the point of being distracting. And I actually docs points out the song because of just that synth alone, but not, that's not the only reason though. Um, this it, there's good use of harmonies again in the chorus, just something to really enjoy that stood out to me. There's a guitar and a, or synth solo. It's like one or the other. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. it sounds terrible tonally. Like I, <laughs> I fucking hate it so much. Like I, I get you want to try things and everything, but like, I don't know. Again, it sat a little heavy in the mix and just sounded bad. So I don't know. I'm not sure it would have been fine sounding any other way. I don't know, but just the way it was now, I can't agree with it. And I mean, like, at the very least, though, this song is uh, well-placed on the album being the second last track. It's not quite a final track, but close enough. Um, okay, so I, I just think it's funny that one of my notes does say, the pro- the process guitar is a breath of fresh air I didn't know I needed. I did like it. It was fine. Um, I do like that the seemingly out-of-place intro just lays the bed for the rest of the song. I don't know if, again, I didn't hear it before or if it was just a little quieter, maybe listening to it on the radio because I listened to this with my headphones this time. But uh, it is pretty consistent throughout the song, so it makes the intro make a lot more sense to me. And I like the sort of atmospheric whistling wind feel of the synths or whatever. I don't know. It kind of sounds wood windy, but it's very, I don't know, wind in the desert feeling. Uh, I I guess I'll agree with you because I don't recall it off the top of my head. Yeah. But I made my point about the song, what I did and didn't like about it. And there was a lot I didn't like about it. It's just sound wise. Like you said you liked it, but as if this is a single, this to me is one of the weaker ones for sure. Um, I don't agree. 
but we only have one more song left. So let's see where we go from there. Yeah, thank God. Only one more song after this incredibly long album. Song number oh nine, God. the finale, The Chauffeur. So the song does sound pretty simple until like the rest of the band comes in. And even then, it's still kind of lacking the flash that the rest of the album had. But it is nice because it's the last track on the album. So you kind of get that little come down without it being like a you know, seven minutes slow ass ballad. So I feel like they kind of split the difference and they're sort of in between with that. Cause I think this is the slowest sounding song on the entire album. That's possible. Yeah. I guess I didn't pay attention I to that part, so, but yeah. it's very possible. Yeah. Cause this does definitely have a come down and like, even though the song kind of builds on itself, like it starts pretty quiet for a while, then the percussion comes in and everything like that. Yeah. It still doesn't go too far out of hand and it even ends pretty quietly. And there's like an ocarina at the end. So, I mean, like mm -hmm. just goes to show how calm things really get. Yeah. A really strange opening to this song considering what the album's given us so far. So I guess I wasn't expecting it. Uh, you get this like weird panning harpsichord sounds with like these staccato, like eighth notes in the background. And they actually create like a far better atmosphere than most tracks have so far on this album. So it's something I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. I mean, for the most part, I honestly didn't care for the percussion when it finally came in. I feel like the song was actually working really well in creating its own like beat and rhythm just on the instrumentals alone. Like I, yeah. I, I got a sense for the rhythm. I got a sense for like how the song is supposed to flow just with the instrumentals. But then the drums were just like, here they are in case, like, you know, in, in case you really need the help. It's like, do you need a crossing guard to cross the road? If not, go that way. If so, come this way. Psych, you're going both ways. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> one there no matter what. I don't know. That's kind of what I felt about, like, that portion of it anyway. Yeah. Um, I didn't really make notice of it other than I was kind of, I guess, kind of glad that it didn't like it wasn't more showy than it was and it just sort of restrained itself right where it had it um i did like that some vocal parts are very like depeche modey um i don't know if it was just the end of certain lines or stanzas or whatever but like i was down for it because you really kind of did that deep register which i'm totally fond of um and uh, the chorus melody sounds familiar, but I can't place what it sounds like. So if anybody listens to it going, oh, this sounds like this song, just put the name of the song in the comments. I need to listen to it because it drove me nuts the entire time. And I don't know if it's something that even exists, but it sounded super familiar. The style of composition, like the, the vocal melody, it, it seemed familiar. I don't know if I remember it from anywhere. It's just, I think yeah. I've heard other songs use that style before. That might be it, yeah. Um, But actually, you know what, though? Uh, good time, because like I do like the vocal delivery in this song. I think it's really well done on this track. It doesn't get like wildly creative or anything like that, but what it does like works so well, like moving kind of calmly through the entire song. It's, it's pretty wordy, too, but there's something about that that I like. It's not mm -hmm. like overly wordy. Like there are kind of like pauses between but i like how well it works rhythm ryth rhythmically there you go i can i can speak <laughs> but yeah i i really i i thought that was great probably one of my more favorite vocal performances on the album and the ocarina yeah. is also a nice touch as i mentioned earlier uh it's something that doesn't really take away from the general relaxing flow of the song but still mm -hmm. adds something new and interesting so there's that much to appreciate about it definition please definition of ocarina I know Ocarina of Time, and I do not know what it is. Well, you know the little tiny instrument he plays in that game, right? Never played it. I've heard the title. Well, you know, it's a tiny little handheld, like, 
kind of like a flute shell looking thing. It, that, oh. that really soft kind of fluty thing you heard at the end of the song. So is that what I put woodwinds? Is that what that would have been? For this particular song, I know, but I don't know about other ones. Okay. But yeah. uh, an ocarina, if you just Google, it's like this tiny little handheld thing. Or even if you look up pictures from Ocarina of Time, he's literally mm-hmm. playing an ocarina. So you'll, oh. you'll you'll get an idea for it. It's a very, very pretty sounding soft instrument. I, I really like it. I wish I knew how to play it, but I don't. Okay. But yeah, that's what that is. Um, okay. Cause I was going to shit on the end of the song, but that's not the part. Um, I was confused about what the ending was or really what it represented. Um, it sounded like, I don't know, keys dropping or not glass breaking, but just some sort of sharp sounds, uh, at the end that, I don't know. I don't know if it just represented something that I wasn't following due to not paying attention or analyzing the lyrics. Um, but it did kind of sound out of place. Uh, but it did scream, album's over now. So, I mean, I guess that was, for any vinyl listeners, I'm sure that would have been all right. I just, I'm just thinking because you said, like, the sound of keys dropping. The song is called The Chauffeur. Yeah. Oh, so, maybe. I mean, maybe there's some sort of tie-in there. I, I, I mean, mm. I didn't read the lyrics either, so I couldn't tell you, but. Did not think of that. I could be way off though, so don't take it with a grain of salt. Remember when we actually do motions for that shit? Yeah, remember when I actually tried to read, and then now I'm trying to read my own notes, and I can't even do that. So, and that's why we have a pre-recorded. Uh, we're intro. slipping. Yep. We need we need to pre-record all of our notes for the songs, so that way I can make it sound extremely professional. Oh my god, yes. Way too much Edit editing. No, all the you. breathing. Oh god, I do that. I do that for li- okay. I do that for a living. Okay, on business Ugh. and banking podcasts. Yeah. I, I on the ums, the ahs, the long pauses, the breaths. Oh my fucking god! I, I do that for a living, so mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for ours. That's why ours is like sloppy and casual sounding. I'm just like, I'm not doing that. God forbid anybody breathe. Yeah, unless you go to the microphone, like, <sighs> if you do that, yeah, I hope you, I hope you can hear that. I hope you can smell no. that. There you go. No, vocal ASMR makes me want to vomit. No, thank you. All right, moving on. We're done with the breathing. We're done Ugh. with the record, too, actually. Yeah. All nine songs are behind us now. That was Duran Duran's Rio. So, hey, thank you very much for making it this far. And hopefully checking out the album, too, just like we did. Let us know what you think down in the comments below of wherever you may be listening or over on our social medias as well at Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, like, It's weird to leave comments on TikTok about this stuff, but you can. Why not? That's cool. I can dig it. Uh, regardless, find, you can find all that over at RateTheRecord.ca. Let us know what you thought about the album. Curious, of course. Musical community building you. Yeah! Pyramid. Just and schemes. Yeah, yeah exa- exactly. <laughs> I can't wait until the RTR scheme happens. Uh, we're not going to talk about it now, but we it, trust me, it's in the works. <laughs> yeah! All right. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Come on. Non-audible link for the audio listeners. There, uh, audio audible wink. Yeah, uh, wink. I was gonna say, if I need... did that, you would have been like, "You're not supposed to say wink." And then well, no, because I, I would have looks... been. I would have thanked you for including the audio listeners, but you didn't. Okay, so now. Oh, whatever. of course, of course. In hindsight, right? She's Louise. Well, while Savannah deals with her guilt of being wrong again, we're going to move on to the song rankings because with this part two out of three of the podcast, and so I guess. Yeah. Go ahead and jump into this. So above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers, but there's about to be more names because we got song titles to go with Duran Duran's Rio. And we need to know where we're putting this from nine to one. Uh, I literally have two question marks and all the rest are X's. I don't have a good feeling about this. Yeah. I said one because I'm optimistic, but after listening to your piss poor review, I'm going to go ahead and still say one. 
Yeah, I said some pretty nice things just, I just about your favorite songs. I just really wanted to get that in there. That's all. Oh, so you're just trying to get that jab back. I got you. I got you. Yep. Yeah, right. It's, it's a good thing I can just go ahead and edit that out. That's the power Boo. of the editor. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> all righty, let, let's jump into this. Uh, hopefully, I would, I would love to get at least one. Song number nine, Last Chance on the Stairway. New Religion. New. I also made that joke earlier about like how many one-offs we have. Number eight, New Religion. Uh, My Own Way. My Own Way, number Okay, that's your number eight. My number seven yeah. is My Own Way. Last Chance oh. on the Stairway. <laughs> well, we have two one-offs so far. We're doing better for that. Yeah. Well, the good news is that's just like the bottom three there. So at the very least, we can maybe match one. Uh, I hope no, so. no. Probably not this one either. Number six, save a prayer. Lonely in your nightmare. Lonely in. Okay. Number five, hungry like the wolf. Hold back the rain. We're getting zero. Yep. Once again, it just never, the week off didn't refresh us. We're back to zero. Number Wait. four, Rio. Yeah, number four, Rio. <laughs> I oh. was going to say, wait a minute. Th there's one we haven't said yet. Yeah. I expected that to be higher on your list with the way you're talking about it. No. Nope. Wow, we actually got a match. Cool. I'll check that out real quick. I was right. I was right. I was right. Quiet, Stooge. Number three, hold back the rain. <laughs> the chauffeur. Uh, but we definitely have more one-offs because number two, the chauffeur. <laughs> Hungry like the wolf. Hungry, which means my number one at the very least is lonely in the nightmare or in Interesting. your nightmare. Uh, save a prayer. Number one. To be fair, uh, it was pretty tight between that and the chauffeur. I really enjoyed the chauffeur. Yeah. And I sat there juggling it for a while, but I decided to put in lonely in your nightmare. But I swear tomorrow I'm going to be like, no, the chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to uh, to disagree, say that my list was the best, but the fact that we got one match, you know what? I'm willing to look past all of your wrongdoings and I call this a success. You're the one who chose Duran Duran. It's your fault. This is how you gaslight. Oh, people. so it's all my <laughs> fault now. Thank you for admitting it. Finally, you said it. Anyways, we can move on now that she can she can move on to the next step of grieving and whatever, the, the five steps of whatever. We can rate the record now. So let's go ahead, transition screens, zoomies. Ah, yes, the album rating screen. We might have been gone for a week, but I haven't forgotten just how uh, heavy stacked that beat here is. <laughs> oh, Christ. And guess what? We we added one last time we did this, too, with uh, One Hot Minute by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Of course, that's in the beat here. Why wouldn't it be? Mm -hmm. And why do I have a bad feeling that today is just another piece of rubble on the pile, whatever, something, whatever? <laughs> I I have my thoughts. Um I don't want to tell you where I think this is going to land, but if what 53 other episodes have told me anything, I kind of have an idea of what you thought about it. So I'm one probably us, wrong, but we'll see. One of us could have very well S tiered this album, but then the other one just tanked it so much that it's a B tier. I'm telling oh you, God, that's how, imagine. that's just how our brains. I made a meme about this too. It's like trash album, perfect album, right in the middle, B tier. Fuck in. It's like, right top level and then someone like d's it and then it's in the middle and then that uh, the person who i think we would, neither of us would win like both of us would be pissed i'm gonna be pissed if it's another b and i think i'm that's exactly what's gonna happen anyways yeah Alrighty then so yeah let's time to rate a record we have duran duran's rio here it's got to go somewhere on the list hopefully not a b but i've got a bad feeling 
So uh, this is your album. That means I'll go. I'll go first. And you were yeah. just telling me that you you believe that I scored this a sixty three percent. Yes, correct. And you didn't. You went for a whole last round number. You didn't go for any decimal points. No. Well, the good news is my score doesn't actually have decimal points. It came out as a round number. Not bad. Here's the shocker. Yeah. Seventy five. <laughs> 12 points off. Yeah, like, I, and guess what? As soon as I saw it was 75, I headbutted my desk and I was like, fuck, we did it again, didn't we? Because, <laughs> because, before you say your score, I'm just going to pull up the card here and prepare to show it to the camera. I have your yeah. score written down, and now I'm very curious to know where you put this album. <laughs> it's a big tear. 76, 78. 78.6. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, 76, 78. I had a feeling you were going to enjoy this one. Sorry, yours it was, was a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. And what did you I say can... those 76 point what, sorry? Oh, 76.78. Okay, okay. Oh my god. I I thought that okay, for me, the songs that I really like, I really like. And I didn't really shit on the rest of the album. So when I when I tallied it all up, I was actually really surprised that it was as high as it actually was. Yours blows me out of the water. I cannot believe that it is that high. The higher songs on the list really did it for me, and the lower yeah. songs, I'm surprised didn't tank it more. But here we are. I mean, right? Oh my god, not, not only, so close. Not only was I afraid of a B tier, but this album was taunting me with 75, even dead center, laser focused, pinpointed center of the B tier. Like this is a joke. And did now I? our total of this album, uh, with our combined scores, is 75.85 percent. So it, it is still is, middle. It is right above. Red Hot Chili Peppers, One Hot Minute. Oh, <laughs> really? Uh, that one had 75.22, and the next one is set in the 76. What, a, yeah. what was my score? Okay, good. At the very least, I rated One Hot Minute higher than this album. <laughs> it was just your score that tanked the chili. Didn't oh, tank, my God. But- that is that is wild. Like I'm whatever. I I know at the beginning off camera I joked and saying it's not going to be a B tier. It's going to be a B plus tier. Okay, well maybe. Um, but I am so 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 surprised that your score is as high as it is. Yeah, I was too. I didn't have many Dang. high expectations going into this one, but here we are, seventy five yeah. dead even, and then our total score is just eighty five point eighty five above that. Dang, that's that's wild stuff. Furious I am. Furious he yells into the microphone. Another dead center B-tier album with Duran Duran's Rio. Again, I've said it once, I'll say it again. We're not doing this on purpose. This is just how shit falls. And uh, I don't know. B-tier. That, oh my God, all of that is just so funny to me. I love it. I hope that people are getting enjoyment out of the fact that I'm now miserable with this podcast. <laughs> You're getting oh some God. sort of sick, twisted pleasure out of it. Because I keep picking funny albums and they're not funny where they're like, oh, it's kind of odd she's picking this. It's why the fuck did she pick that? And I am just basking in it. Oh, I love it so much. Ah. Me, on the other hand, I'm just like, I maybe we should just go with albums I pick from now on because they tend to no. do better. <laughs> no. Well, to be fair, um, 
I do have more, well, I don't want to say more, but I have a more consistent pop sensibility than you do. So I feel like I'm more likely to pick poppier albums that aren't as, I don't know, well-recognized. Whereas, like I said to you, the top seven, I believe, of our rankings, they're all in the A tier and they are all your choice. Um, And I like rock music. So, I mean, that helps. But I can imagine that you're not going to see like Collective Soul or Gin Blossoms in the the A tier of our list. But that is definitely something I would pick. So I and I wouldn't necessarily tank a Collective Soul album. I mean, if you pick something on the last twelve years, then yes. Yeah. But if you pick one of their like first four albums, perfect. The album Youth. I would pick that one. That's like the weird middle line where it's yeah. like it's got some yeah. tracks, but other than that, I hate it. Is that also yeah. the one that had Elton John on it? I don't know. I feel like that was the one that had why part two, but they never wrote part one. Oh, yeah, that big old <laughs> question, huh? Anyways, yeah. we're kind of rambling now because I'm just, I'm just I'm trying to feel better about a whole another B tier. Uh, thank you very much for joining us and uh, experiencing yet another B tier. What you thought was originally a meme and a joke is actually reality. Nothing but oh, B tiers on the show. So if you uh, if you have a differing opinion or you also B tiered by all means, let us know down in the comments over on our social medias, wherever you can find it, over at therightdirect.ta as well. Just let us know what you thought about this album, because obviously we're very curious about it. We hear our opinions all the time, but what about yours? Yes, please. And like I've said before, I really like listening or really like reading what you guys think of this album or any ones that we have done. It kind of puts a different uh, spin on what I thought of it hearing what other people think because like what Chris thinks it doesn't matter but what matters is you the listener you say that knowing damn well I've picked the better albums on the show and I've even picked two albums that tied for first place on our show I think we've moved past talking about you so that's fine and dandy but it's still there forever cemented monument is that a word just go silent and black and that's it podcast over hey i have control over this call i can just mute you right now if i want to (laughs) i don't know why you didn't do it earlier but yeah once again thank you very much for joining us we do appreciate you having here regardless Mm -hmm. the fact that we can't stand each other anymore but that's fine that's just that's part of the chemistry haha we're actually really friendly aren't we (laughs) (laughs) haha shut up shut up (laughs) (laughs) because that's my humor i can't take it seriously (laughs) good then you'll think oh i'm actually joking (laughs) oh my god anyways yes uh, again let's know what you think uh i guess this is where we can kind of let you go for the week but before we Mm -hmm. do that of course we'd like to let you know uh give you a little sneak preview what's happening next week yes there is an episode next week straightly uh mainly uh, mainly for the fact that because you know we're done our mid-season break we still have like what eight more episodes to go Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really have anything really written for next week. All I have is another popular '90s album is turning 30. We have an anniversary. So that that's what 1992. Two. Yes. Pearl Jam's verses. Uh, you're a few episodes too late. <laughs> no, that was what 94. Yeah, something like that. I think uh, 10, you would have been closer to yeah. 10 with your guess. Okay. Uh, I one more guess. Um. Mm. Tears for Fears. No, it's Weezer's Green album from 2001 or something like that. Uh, I hate the song Hash Pipe. Please don't ever make me listen to that. Well, we're not doing that that next week, but we are doing an album, Turning 30. Very popular album. Very uh, groundbreaking album for its time, too, I will say that. And you might already know what it is, especially when I said it's an anniversary album next week, so look forward to that. 
So you go ahead and keep on guessing what it is uh, and also reflect on today's episode. Hopefully you didn't be here, but again, let us know. <laughs> so until we see you next week, go listen to some awesome music like Duran Duran's Rio. I mean, obviously it's <laughs> Like it's Duran there. Duran's Rio. Say it with conviction. You, you did for me. I don't need to do anything. Once again, thank you very much. We'll see you again next week. So take care, friends. Goodbye. <laughs>